0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the MisEducation Ricky Mendina podcast. Uh, this episode, <laughs> this episode's a little weird, uh, different. Um, I kind of wanted to do this for a while, and and really the idea of doing this. Format of an episode came from uh, a student. So um, basically, this episode is questions, Uh, and I kind of I was gonna stick to student questions, and I was I was debating like, oh, do I just talk about like like funny things that I think happen with students? Because like, I think a lot of the conversations that teachers have is just like talking about the funny things that happen with students, not making fun of them uh, sometimes, but most of the time not making fun of them, uh, just kind of like enjoying the joy that is teaching, right, Um, because kids are just, uh, they say the darnest things, you know, so, um, (laughs) but I wanted to, I feel like my students ask me a lot of really interesting questions that I was like, I I want to interview students almost sometimes, so these are some of the questions that uh, uh, students have asked, and then I also on Instagram I posted I if anybody had some questions. So uh, some people threw on some as well. So uh, here we go. Also, uh, I want to mention this at the top. Um, there was there was a tragedy that happened um, today, uh, and I'll be honest, I haven't really recovered. From the tragedy, um, I'm going to talk about it at the end and uh, a little more in detail. But I, I didn't want to um, not discuss uh, the fact that there's a tragedy um, right at the top of this, and uh, we will talk. I will talk about uh, my feelings about it, but. Um, uh, yeah, we're gonna start a little lighter and then uh, maybe wind up in the heavy stuff if, if you don't mind so uh, Okay, these are questions most of them from my students some of them from you guys So without further ado here we go. Uh, I get this question a lot by different students and sometimes my least favorite <laughs> My least favorite thing as a teacher is having to repeat the same same answer to the same question a billion times But uh, here we go again um, People ask, uh, some of my students ask, what would you be de- doing instead of teaching dance? Um, and, and I can say personally, I hate this answer, but nothing. And I want to be clear about why I say nothing. I actually don't think I can do anything else. Um, I was talking with a friend recently that like, I think some people like have options in this world. And unfortunately, teaching, not unfortunately, for good, it's good and bad, but teaching is like my one thing that I feel like I just 100% connect with and I understand. And, um, I feel like I can deal with the hard stuff, uh, in a way where I keep coming back. Um, and, um, I, I I really can't, uh, imagine myself like going through the, uh, the suffer- <laughs> every job, every position has some type of like suffering that attaches to it. So like if you're a doctor, like a lot of that suffering is you going through med school and like can you take the the pressure that is uh, uh, needed to create a doctor, you know? Um, and I think with being a teacher, a lot of that pressure comes with dealing with students all the time, like having to be on 100% of the time, like can't really have a bad day in front of kids. They, um, like you can ruin them, uh, by like, by snapping, like you can't snap at a kid. Right. And I think that, um, um, being in that kind of performative space, uh, in an educational setting is something that I'm like super natural in and it it feels okay. Um, and, uh, I, I, I think of like the suffering that is required for other positions and like, I don't think I can do other things. I like, I have friends that are, you know, in grad school or, like, law school, med school, whatever, and I'm I'm just, like, I can't... As much as I love school, it's really hard for me to imagine myself doing school that much. Like, even the master's degree, like, I'm not really a good student. <laughs> I, I kind of... Uh, uh, I don't want to say do my own thing, but, like, kind of. I have a very, very specific, like, interest, and sometimes it's really hard for me to, like, adapt to... Um, uh, the flow of a class. So, um, what would I be doing instead of dance? I, I, or teaching dance, I, sp- I suppose. I can't really think of anything. I think that maybe like pursuing a dance career would be like the go-to number two answer. But even then, like I, I gotta teach, like I gotta be uh, teaching around kids and, um, uh, and trying to, uh, inspire people to, um, do the things that they want to do and, and leading people, guiding people, mentoring people is just like, uh, my jam. Um, somebody also asked me, uh, when do we finish, uh, the school year? So my school, every school has a different schedule, obviously. Um, when you work with a charter school, which is what I I work with, um, they, they intentionally try to create more instructional days. So I actually don't finish until mid June. I think June 16th is our last day of school. And then, uh, we pick right back up in like the, the second or third week of August, something like that. So, um, we only really get like two whole months of break, I think a little even a little less, it's like seven weeks, something like that. Um, quick, easy one. Uh, another student, uh, somewhat recently, it's so funny. Um, uh, when students have these conversations with you, my first instinct is to blow it off. But like, you have to put yourself in the mind of a middle schooler and imagine like how important this was to them. But my student came up to me and uh, was like, hey, like, I just broke up with my girlfriend. and Like, I don't know what to do. And he just stared at me and I was like, whoa, like I, <laughs> he, this was his first breakup and I had to like guide him through this and give him the right advice. Um, and I, I wanted to include this for a couple of reasons. One, I think that the my advice is interesting. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's interesting, but I mean like it's 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 fun to talk about, right? Two, like these are questions that 13 year olds are asking uh, adults and um, real things that are going on in their lives. So I, I, I think sometimes when we when kids don't directly ask you these types of things, like these types of things are going on. So if you know, uh, maybe like a young adult in your life, like 13 is the age where they start breaking up with girlfriends, how crazy is that? Um, so this student that that unfortunately is going through a tough breakup, the first one I believe, um, I just told him, I, I was like, you know, it, it's, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt for a while, it's not gonna feel better today or tomorrow or maybe even the day after, but, um, as long as you continue to be a part of the things that make you happy, um, I think you'll, you'll find yourself, um, growing from this. And so, uh, uh, I gave him, um, the example, like when I was in college and I went through a breakup, like you, that was around the time when I started boxing. So, um, finding something that like really like a hundred percent just makes you happy. Like, don't think about anything else don't, or, or anybody else or Impressing anybody or like what what's the thing that like you you want to do and um, go pursue that and, and try to get good at that thing like um, Invest yourself in something don't just sit around and, and mope about it, but like go go do something, you know um, uh, Work on yourself because and I told him I was like, you know, you're you're not gonna be happy from somebody else like you You got to make you happy first um, so uh, and It was and I and I closed it. I was like again like super way easier said than done but um, know that this is temporary, it's not gonna hurt forever, you'll be okay. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll be okay, right? Uh, as long as you continue to invest in yourself, like things things will all turn out all right. Um, so cute that he came up to me <laughs> and shared this. And he even started, he's like, uh, I feel like I can't really talk to a lot of adults about this but I'm so curious about like your perspective. And I was like, heck yeah, man, um, super cute. Uh, how do you help kids with confidence in insecure space? This is great. Um, middle, teaching middle school. So I'm, again, I'm at a charter middle school right now. Teaching at the college level, teaching even at the high school level, teaching in dance studios. When you're teaching dance, most of the time, up until this point in my career, you're teaching people who want to be there. Um, to, to a certain extent, some people really, really love dance. Some people are there cause their mom's like, Hey, look, you got to do something. And they're like, all right, I'll do a dance. Some people are paying thousands of dollars in a college setting to, to take my class. Um, so when I went into this space and I realized literally on day one, I was like, <laughs> I was like, here's what we're going to do for our warm up." I explained it. I was like, we're going to face the mirror. You're going to, you're going to move your head, whatever. You're going to go with me. Ready? Five, six, seven, eight, go. And I had a room full of 35 eighth graders stare at me and nobody moved. And I'm full out just dancing in the front. Um, In my head, I was like, shoot, like this, this whole year of this whole thing that I, what I had as an expectation of what this year was going to look like. Just in that moment, I was like, this is not what I, this is not going to be what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I was right, but you know, we recover, we we build, we adapt and stuff. Uh, but yeah, when, when you have middle schoolers taking dance, unless they're, they love it, like I would say I have about 350 students combined with all my classes, I would say like 20 of them are super interested in dance and like want to be there and have a lot of fun. Maybe more, maybe less. Um, but mo the the vast majority of the kids are just there because they're told to be there and they're just kind of sticking through. Um, I think you you over time you start to see the students that like secretly want to be good at dance, but they're either too shy or they're afraid or or whatever whatever's holding them back. That you can tell the ones that are interested, and you can tell the ones that are like get me out of here. Um, and you know, I remember when winter break whenever. Um, uh, I have probably said this in the podcast before because I say it all the time, but whenever family members and stuff were like, how's, how's school going? How's teaching going? I was telling them, you know, I know for sure that my kids like me, but I also know for sure that they don't like dance. And I say that as a joke and it sounds bad, but it's actually, uh, it's good. It's, it's good to have an adult in their life that they trust. With this thing and there's been a lot of students that at the very beginning of school were like absolutely not I am not dancing. You can do whatever you want. No screw you Like people would say that kids would say this to my face like screw you. I'm not dancing And I was just like okay Um, and I feel like I've gotten to the point where I don't have any student that just like stares at me anymore I got students that are like, oh, mister. Come on, please. Are you gonna make me dance? Like they're fighting me for it but I, you, I feel like it's just important to develop rela- relationships on a person, not a student to teacher, not a dancer to dancer. Like it's from a person to person level to say like, hey, like this is, this is going to make you better. Um, and again, like those, those students that really love dance, I can talk to them about like, yeah, like when you go to a dance studio, this is what to expect. When you go to college, I can have those conversations with them about like what the future holds for them in a dance career. With the students that I know, well, at this point in their lives they don't want to be involved with dance, I feel like I'm connecting with them where it's like, look, like if you can conquer this thing, if you can, we just did cartwheels the other day. If you can conquer a cartwheel in this class and you can face your fear and you can do it in front of your friends and you can put yourself out there and be vulnerable and be embarrassed, you could do so much more, right? Um, and it's really, I think it's really hard to connect those concepts to kids because like to a middle schooler, they're like, this doesn't matter, you know, and I, and I totally, totally get that where they're like, doing a cartwheel is not going to do anything for my math class, right? But I think like on an adult level, it actually does like it, it makes you it, it, it opens up your willingness to try things and to face challenges and to conquer challenges. And I would say for, again, I've probably said this before, uh, for the longest time, like you, a challenge is, is a dragon to slay. And when you, when you practice slaying dragons, you get good at the ability to slay dragons. So like in dance class, if you're embarrassed and you're shy and you're nervous, if you do it and you, you push through that level of, of uncomfortability, your, your emotions and your internal like struggle about like what you do when you're faced with a challenge gets better and you're going to get better at it next time. So when you take a, te- a math test, like you can have that confidence where it's like, you know, like I've, I've been in an uncomfortable positions. I'm not, this isn't new to me. Right. Um, we're always kind of like forced to have this like improvement mindset. And I think dance is perfect for that because when you have a student that literally them lifting their hand is like a celebration versus a student that's like, teach me how to do a head spin. Like there's always a way to to grow. And I think that's my favorite thing about dance is like, no matter your body type, no matter what you look like, your gender, your nationality, like there's always a way to grow. And that growth is recognized by like everybody not connected to you, you know? Like you don't have to, if you go to like a hip hop dance battle, for example, You have a a room full of 100 people that look really different, but, like, somebody who's dope, their dopeness is recognized in that cipher, right? And somebody who's whack, their whackness is, um, I don't want to say shamed, because I don't really think that people, like, shame people in ciphers, really. But, like, you can feel that. Like, I've, I've, (laughs) somewhat recently, this year, I entered a cipher, and then when I left, I was like, shoot, like, I... (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't wasn't as good as I hoped I was, you know. And that's not because of what I look like. That's not because of uh, you know my my gender, whatever. All of my I, identity things that go with it. It was my ability and my work and my discipline and all those things that go behind into making um, and fostering a talent. So um, I think I think dance is uh, a really good like um, a, a life connector, I suppose. So. Um, these kids are gonna be insecure about everything because they're middle schoolers, and when you're a middle schooler, you're like, "Please, nobody look at me," like all the time. And you got those rare kids that are like, "Everybody look at me," but like for the most part, nobody wants to be looked at. So when you can use dance as a as a wedge to like get students to open up their personalities and and their 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 minds, or literally open their minds to um, facing new things, like it's it's really special. It's really cool. Um, and it's, it's very rewarding actually. Like when you see, uh, students that have, like I have, I have one student, like the first month of school, like would stand in the corner, would like stare, glare me down and like try to intimidate me literally. But like, she would not dance. She would not move. And she was like, she would act like I would come up to her. I would have conversations with her for a month straight. She would just ignore me. Um, and not say a word and just shut down. And then finally, I remember the day that she actually did start dancing. I had to like hide it because I didn't want to embarrass her, but in my heart, I was like, like she's doing it. Um, And those moments are so big for kids. Like it's so important for, for kids to have those like breakout moments where they can finally like get a win or like finally open up. Like, it's, it's, it's so special because sometimes they don't have the opportunity opportunity to do that in, in some activities or at home or whatever. Like, they're not encouraged to open up. So, uh, like I said, it's super, super rewarding. Um, so next question uh, from one of my students. I love it because when I was asked it, it confused me, but I also was like, oh, I think I know what you're asking. Um, student came up to me and he's like, hey, do you like dance? And... <laughs> I feel like the answer as a dance teacher should be like, duh, like, what? of course, but I feel like there is something to be said of like, if you do something all the time, like my whole, you know, eight hours a day is dance. Sometimes when I go home, I go do another dance job or just for fun. Like I dance in my apartment or I go to a dance battle on the weekends, like, Your whole life is inundated by this thing that is considered a hobby. I can definitely see why some people are like, hey, do you even like enjoy this anymore? Um, And the answer is yeah. Uh, I think that it's really easy to get stuck in a rut um, where you are just kind of going through the motions and you're not uh, like uninspired, I suppose, uh, because again, like I have so many dance jobs, you can just like kind of... You get into the mindset where it's where it's like I'm just gonna do what I need to do, and then like the extra stuff, like you don't do the extra stuff that would bring you joy, and the things that you need to do like don't necessarily inspire wonder, you know, um, because you're just like I have uh, this is my job, you know, it's 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 my nine, it's like my work, um, so I definitely understand how I could eh, take off my knee brace. I, I can understand why there are some dance teachers out there that are like i'm sick of dancing like i need to go do something else um but i think the best thing when you have when you start to have that feeling for me is engaging in the like greater hip-hop dance community um like i remember recently i was just at uh the versus style shots versus style their street dance showcase was incredible it was so good and it's crazy because like I was involved with I was versatile next generation, um, you know, when I was in college, and I feel like when you're a part of a company, you expect certain things from this company, and like you know, you you know what to expect, and like you know, you I don't want to say a formula, but like kind of like you you know their system, I suppose you're familiar with their system, so you like have this idea like I know what I'm about to see, um, and versatile was like like mind-blowing to me like I left and I was just like oh my god like that was I didn't even know that like street dance could could look like that you know um and then when I left I was like man I need to like I remember actually it was very special Jackie Lopez um introduced all of the the dance the company members on stage and going one by one and talking about their their experience and how they got here and and whatever and she got to Ernie aka Precise and she was like yeah and Ernie was, uh, uh, we met him when he was in the sixth grade. He was 11 years old. And I was just like, oh, like I have sixth graders that are 11 years old. And like, I I can totally imagine a world where like 12 years from now, 15 years from now, whatever, I guess it was their 17 year anniversary. So 17 years from now, I have a dance company or I have some type of organization where I could say like, yeah, this was my, um, my first middle schooler, my first sixth grader. Um, and that was, uh, it was so cool. I just like got goosebumps when I heard it. Um, so going to that event, I was just super inspired. And then I feel like when I came back to class to teach, like I, I, I talked a little bit about, to, uh, about the event to my students and, and shared it with them. And, and like, I was juiced to like, uh, to dance and to like make them look good. And I'm like, yo, like I just came from an event where there were middle schoolers that looked incredible. So like, you guys can do this too. Let's go. Um, and yeah like just engaging with the greater the greater hip hop community and like the Los Angeles dance community is a great way to kind of um remind yourself that like dance is sick and you're not just a teacher but you're you're an artist and like there's there's other stuff out there you know Um I love this question because I just love this question Uh a student asked me in front of another teacher recently do you have favorites and I go 100% and the other the other teacher looked at me like what did you just And I was like, 100% I have favorites. Um, And I think that's not what you're supposed to say. Uh, (laughs) But I do have favorites. But I also tell my students whenever they ask me that, that, because they ask me that a lot. uh, My favorites change regularly. Um, And in fact, I feel like almost every day, especially with the younger, like, 6th graders, I always... Like, when a student does something really good, I'll be like, there you go. So-and-so is my favorite today. And then everybody else is kind of like, what? And I'm like, hey, you could be my favorite. But, like, so-and-so is my favorite because they're stretching right now, and I didn't ask them to. Or, like, so-and-so is my favorite because they're standing quietly and they're ready to dance. Like, it's it's kind of my way to, um, I suppose, like, reinforce positive behavior that that um, is good. Um, and I I think I can confidently say I it hasn't, like <laughs> – because I do say almost every day, I'm like, "This person's my favorite," and then I to make it even like more fun of a little joke, I'm like, "This person's my least favorite" because they're talking right now, <laughs> and the kids are always. Yeah, you know, I feel like I have a relationship with my kids to where they they know that I'm joking, and, and it's just a way for me to like remind them what's expected. Um, but uh, yeah, it, has, it hasn't gotten me in trouble yet. I, I could definitely see it getting me in trouble or, or hurting a student's feelings, but I, I think I can confidently say uh, it hasn't gotten me in trouble yet. So. Uh, Oh man, my kids, they're so funny, so fun. This is good, talking about how much I love my kids is a good reminder. Um, (laughs) The last question, uh, and I'm gonna try not to cry as I do this, Um, last question was, uh, it was about the the Texas uh, event um, and specifically how I feel as an educator, In case you have not seen the news, a very, very terrible tragedy Um, in Texas uh, today, where uh, I believe the last that I read, it was uh, 15 students and um, one teacher were killed um, in a uh, shooting at an elementary school um, with second to fourth grade students, Um, yeah. Just, um, ugh. it's messed up, man. Um, and I think, um, I mean, like we, we see school or we see shootings unfortunately happen way too much in this country. Um, but I think when it's attached to uh, a school, it obviously like strikes me in, in a little bit of a different way. Um, and I think this time the the main thing that really really stuck out to me, um, other than this being a terrible tragedy and like how messed up it is for for somebody, uh, it's just so messed up, man. Like like it's weird. I, I don't want to say I told my my coworker this before I left. I was like, I don't want to say like I understand why somebody would shoot adults because I don't, but like I truly like can't comprehend how somebody would take the lives of children, um, that have nothing to do with anything. They're just like, when you see kids at a, at a younger age and you're, you're around them all the time, you see like their potential. And, you know, there are some kids who have this potential to be like, ge- like geniuses. Like they're so smart and they're I can, like, they're smarter than me. I'm like, oh, geez, like this kid's more clever than I am. And then you have kids where it's like, man, like if you don't correct yourself quick, like you could go down a difficult path. And like regardless of like the good or the bad, it's just like realizing that there's just potential. And like these people's stories are not complete yet. And like this is such an important time of development where like the events in the next 10 years or whatever um, are really going to like shape how this person impacts the world. Um, literally, how they impact the world. Um, and when something like this happens, it's just like it's so sad that like those stories don't get to be like finished. And I mean every every single one of those 15 kids like had a very like, there's no value. And there's no difference in value of those 15 kids' lives. Like, they all had the potential to, like, really, really change the world or not really change the world. And, like, that's special, too, in, like, just being people. Um, And for somebody to, like, do that to kids is just, like, so royally, like, messed up. Um, And that was obviously my first thought. But my second thought was hearing that the person who committed these terrible acts was an 18-year-old. Um, I'm like, that's a kid to me too. Like, it's, it just like is, it was a big reminder today that like, it's so important for kids to like, to be supported. Um, again, because like they, there's, there's this limitless potential of like what this person could do and the choices that they make and like, are they going to make choices that help the world? Are they going to hurt people? Are they going to, are they going to be committed to doing good or are they going to be committed to doing bad? And like teachers have such an important role in that. And I don't know, sometimes it's like hard to, when things happen at school, you like I've heard teachers talk about like, all oh, you have to like pick your battles and like some things are not really like worth, um, ruining your day over or like taking it home over or whatever. And like, that's really, as a first year teacher, that's really hard for me. Cause like, I think I literally think of like every situation as being that, um, it's like if this kid doesn't respect authority and like doesn't care about succeeding and like doesn't have any sort of passion like that is an, a, re- a really real possibility for for that story to happen um the tragedy in texas so i feel like as an educator it, it not only i feel like maybe everybody in in the um world everybody in the nation can like connect with that idea of like wow it's such a terrible tragedy and like it sucks like screw that guy that like did that to literal kids but I think as an educator like I also have that mindset of like and this is why it's important that you, like you need to be a good teacher and you need to like anybody who, who is directly engaged with kids on a regular basis like you're so important because this kid like kids are sponges and they learn things from certain people and like they also like your actions or inactions to supporting a student can like change the outcourse or, or the outcome of their life. Um, and you know, I, I, had a student ask me as well, like, how did you want to, uh, why did you want to become a teacher? Like, I get that question all the time. And truly the only reason why I feel like I felt like I could become a teacher is because I had teachers that were incredible. Cameo was, was one of them. Um, Mr. Lion, who unfortunately, um, just recently passed away as well in Newbury park and Mrs. McCary and um, a, a tons of teachers that like saw the potential in me and, and fostered it and took like took it personally to make sure that I was educated. Like it's so important. And I think that like kids in this world, in this country, like sometimes are not lucky enough to have parents that invest in them. So that means that you also need teachers to be invested in them, you know? Um, because like if these kids, if the kids, the kids don't have support systems at home, like you, you have no idea what could happen if somebody does not support them. So I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now and I'm a little emotional about it. Um, and I just think of like my kids and I don't know. And then there was one teacher that also died in it. And, you know, I always, I say this, and my parents like get scared when I say this, but like I always talk about like, if a shooting, whatever happened in our school, God forbid, I would want it to happen in my classroom because like, I feel like I would be able to do something about it, um, which not saying i'm inviting that into my classroom but uh i I feel like that's um it's a real like thing that teachers are signing up for now um it's not rare anymore um i was just talking with another another teacher about this that like it seems like everybody has a connection to a mass like a personal connection to a mass shooting now like mine was the the borderline um uh, in, in Thousand Oaks and having some students there and some old friends and, and whatnot so it's just it's a real thing that we have to be afraid of um, and it's unfortunately the way, the way the world is right now um, it's really sad uh, again haven't fully processed it yet um, might not ever But, um, like I said, as educators, we, uh, we have important jobs to both make our students feel safe after events like this, and then also make sure that students don't grow up to, to have events like this. And, um, we, our students need to be reminded that there is love and there is light in the world. Um. And there are are better better options than than what that uh, young man did to that elementary school. So sorry to end on a downer. Uh, I'm kind of in a down mood, <laughs> so don't want to apologize, but I, I am. Um, that's it for this episode. Questions? Uh, we'll do this again, maybe with some cheerier questions uh, next time. I'll talk with my kids. Uh, If you have questions, please feel free to send me either on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I feel like everybody here knows me, so just text me, (laughs) whatever, and and I'll keep a login, and uh, we'll talk more about this. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and hope you guys have a fantastic day. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.